Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And this one's going to be interesting, Marcus, because it's, it's, it's getting real. It's getting personal. It's getting personal. So, um, yeah, I kind of bounce around a lot, different businesses and different organizations and kind of, you know, I love, I love the building part of entrepreneurship. Been real fortunate to be a part of all these organizations the past few years that are like, you know, tooling up, maybe starting a new product, new service, right. all those things. And so, um, most recently, I have found <laughs> myself in the middle of an organization that is doing that very thing. Except they've been, they're like rehauling their entire. Yeah, this is like a renovation. A renovation, <laughs> sure. And so, Not a like, I've got some. I mean, and I'm. You know, obviously we talk every week about yeah. all these tools and different things like that. And so um, I'm familiar with them, but now I'm like really getting kind of hands on and kind of having to think through like, all right, what, what, how does this all, how do all the pieces fit? Right. And you're probably, since you're the point person fielding the questions yeah. from people with like, well, what about this? And what about that? Yeah. And I know just enough to make it sound like I know way more than I, <laughs> right. I, I, I do. And not that I'm trying to be, I mean, I'm first to admit, yeah. Hey, I don't know this, but, um, but yeah, I know enough about what's possible just from being around here and, and, yeah. and talking to you every week that like I know whenever it's like, nah, there's a better way, I, you know, I've heard. Right, right, right. <laughs> or at least you've bought into what we're selling. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. You'd hope so. Uh, <laughs> being the ghost of the podcast, <laughs> right. we hope so. So I was just going to kind of hit you with some like things that have come up that I'm curious about, like what can be done, what, right. um, what I assume can be done, maybe what can't be. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see, just see how you can help. All right. You know? I want to hear the, I also want to hear like the, the war stories of like. In the trenches. Yeah. You know. What's happening. Oh no, this will never work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're dealing with these. Yeah. You're dealing with the, the. Rip. Sure. Yeah. And I, and, but so much of what it's like every, that's a lot of my job and everything that I do. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you're, um, you know, kind of consulting in entrepreneurship or consulting in business development, a lot of it is change and implementing that change yeah. and coaching. Change management how we're is what they call it. Yeah, change, change management yeah. is like, that's that's the deal. So like All right. some of that feels like just, yeah, this is part of any kind of change, you know. The, right. the waves are, are uh, going through the, through the organization. All right. Um, all right, so let's specific questions let's start with zero okay so can we just give a little background that the tech stack you're going to yeah is tech what? stack we're gonna get with so far we're gonna do gusto for payroll okay we may end up doing some time tracking there's a, a couple of uh there's a handful of um hourly paid employees okay um so we'll do gusto um we need a uh an accounts payable solution like yep. a bill pay solution and we think we've narrowed that down to routable i'm yep. i've got a little experience on the other side yeah uh accounts receivable with routable and then um we're going to kind of use zero as the hub gotcha. and so kind of the first order of business good, good choices by the yeah, way yeah <laughs> thank you yeah none of those <laughs> should surprise you if you've listened to this podcast long right. enough you know right um, I was trying to think of just like a wild card, you know, like just make up a tech company. Just like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Just um, name anything where you uh, eliminate one consonant at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so 
the zero is kind of the first deal. And so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to export all of the data into uh, and then import it into zero. And so then we should have a pretty current, um, you know, pretty current financials. But I guess, the, I mean, this is real specific, yeah. but like I'm wondering whenever whenever we set up zero, I, I've got an export of the chart of accounts. Okay. And I'm thinking that's kind of first order of business is import the chart of accounts or does that happen whenever you import all of the data? Yeah, good question. So what we normally do is, yeah, we you want to build your file first. When you build your zero organization, um, that's what they call it. They call it a zero organization. When you build that, you're going in the in the setup process. They're going to ask you for a chart of accounts. So what we do is kind of a best practice of anybody moving software, accounting software specifically. One thing we do is we take this time to say, do we need all these accounts? Because a lot of times you come with historical chart of accounts that multiple people have had their hands in. You come with accounts that may not have even been used, aren't relevant anymore. So we just we we do a, a cleanup of the chart of accounts. But yes, we will then import that during the process where it's a simple zero has a, a standard template mm -hmm. that you use. And then you can edit that to your, like you can, you can customize that to your organization. Yeah. So I think you mentioned the cleanup. This is probably going to be a lot of like, that's where we are, right? Okay. Because it's not a new business where right. it's like clean slate. This is a lot of historical data, a lot of things that were done a certain way and that we need to kind of clean up and, and, and change as we implement new tools. So, all right, so that was with zero. I, where did we land on that? We just first you're saying evaluate which counts you actually need and then yep. upload them. Yeah. So what you'll do it? Yes. So you'll look at your chart of accounts and say, you know, the chart of accounts that's in your current accounting software, mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is obviously a good example of what we should have in zero. Mm -hmm. But and ultimately, there's lots of accounts that you're probably not using or lightly used yeah. or don't make or not obviously not well designed. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people have chart of accounts that are really more vendor names. Like I've seen people say Amazon as a chart of accounts. Mm -hmm. Well, Amazon's a vendor. It's not right. supplies would be the chart of accounts, yeah. the, tr yeah. the account. You know, yeah, yeah. so I mean, just take this time to really look at and say, do these things make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the time now. It's like kind of always say the body's on the table. This is the time to to get it right, to fix things, to make changes, and to make sure it makes sense going forward. Yeah. So the other thing that I'm curious about is um, once everything's in zero and we're up to date, there's a couple things like practically I'd like to accomplish. Okay. Like I'd like each department head to have access to two things, the actual expense with a time range versus a budgeted. Okay. Yeah. So, and that I've, I've assumed is possible. I've like kind of looked around a little bit. The reporting side of expenses is pretty boilerplate. That, that part I'm not necessarily, you know, I mean, right. that's, that's just a, an expense. Yeah. Uh, so what you would, what you would do is you would bring them into reporting. So in, in zero, you can give back kind of a backdrop on zero is that you can have unlimited users, which is really a great feature. Yeah. Because if you've come in from the QuickBooks desktop world, you're limited, your price changes based on how many concurrent users you have. You can only have so many concurrent users, uh, but mm -hmm. zero is unlimited. And that's really a great tool, a great feature. Um, but you can get somewhat granular on the access level of each users. Like you could even have access level where people can just enter in spending money and receiving money you can you know they only have access to paying bills or getting paid similarly you can give people access to reporting which is where the request you're making would fall 
you would want somebody to have actually have access to a PNL, particularly a PNL that is driven by tracking categories. So tracking categories would be where you can kind of slice and dice your data. The best way to think of it is in the world we're talking about maybe programs or in uh, divisions or regions. Think mm-hmm. about how you want to track locations. If you had uh, maybe you had a Subway franchise and you yeah. had three locations, but it was run through one entity, you'd want to know the sales and expenses for each location. Yeah. That would be a tracking category. Where's that tracking category inputted? In each journal entry? or Correct. So each, okay. at each at the transaction level in zero, there is a field once you turn it on that says you get the title of the tracking category. So in my example of the Subway franchises, it would be location. Mm-hmm. And then it might be like one, two, three, Main Street, or name of this town. You would mm-hmm. identify them, whatever makes sense to you. Right. And then you would tag that location at on each transaction. So that's spending money, receiving money, journal entries, all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I wonder if would – I mean, I think I've done this where you can just include a PL for different accounts. I mean, just the codes, right? Well, no. So a PN, you could – so in zero, it's actually really cool. So a PL a is going to be a PL. It's right. going to have all your income and all of your expenses. Now, you could then filter that down by tracking category, but it's still going to have all the elements that a P&L will have, meaning it won't exclude certain accounts. If, they're, if, they, if you have they're, – if they're non-zero numbers, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be on your P&L. Gotcha. So what you might do is if you say, oh, but I really want access to an account, uh, a statement that only shows the spending in four, five, six, ten accounts, yeah. zero has what's called a blank report, which is okay. really exactly what it sounds like. It's a blank slate that you customize. So okay. you can build a report for somebody that says, listen, you don't need to – you may want to look at the PL, but it's really not relevant to you. You need to know how you're spending in these seven categories. Mm-hmm. And you can build that report for them, save it as a custom report, and they got it. Gotcha. And when you save a custom report, what, what tools do you get? Like automatically, can you set up a frequency to send that report? So, or? yeah, so Zero doesn't have functionality around sending reports out. Okay. You would use a third party. Like we have, uh, we use a software called GACON. It's like G Accounting. It's a Google Sheets driven okay. and it connects to Zero, and it can then dynamically update reports and send them out and that sort of thing. But you wouldn't do that in Zero. Okay. That's helpful to know. Yeah. So G Accounting, then that just populates a Google Sheet mm-hmm. and then that Google Sheet. Yeah. So it's actually, it's funny, like, it's, this happens every time we talk. We like kind of go down another path, but GAcon's really cool because if you didn't want to give people access to zero, ah, you could just build them out a Google Sheet that you that you both have access to, and GAcon you can set it to where it updates and refreshes on a periodic schedule. So you could say that report refreshes every three hours, you know, every day, um, every week, yeah. and then it, and then it sends a, you know an email notification when it's refreshed or something like that. Yeah, that might be more helpful too because if your organization's already using Google uh, right. Docs and I, like they just ha- you, they can have that organized in are their you, files. Are you emails? Are you guys using Gmail for your email? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So that's I mean it's funny we we kind of we always kind of start we're talking about these things, but once you have the tools in place, right? Like this is kind of what we're experiencing here internally is that. We're like recently we just said, why are we not using Google Sheets more? Mm-hmm. It is super powerful, and we're already paying for it. Yeah, like we you, we're all here on the work, uh, Google Workspaces, yeah. our Gmail. But like man, that's people may not realize how much of a, a mic drop that is if are just a for an accounting firm to start using Google Sheets. Oh, dude, compared you'd be, to Excel, you'd be surprised. Like the f- kind of firms like Oz that are all fully virtual. I, I'll give you. Uh, they're using it. I'll give you another. Uh, kind of example, buddy of mine, this this will blow your mind, not to go down too much a rabbit hole. He runs his whole firm on Chromebooks. 
Yeah. Think about that. No, I have. He's running a, an accounting firm with like 30 employees. Everybody has a Chromebook. Dude, it's getting to where really like cool. Chromebooks, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, that's a total rabbit trail. But yeah, uh, yeah. we've done that before where I had a Chromebook. You could It could basically virtually log into another more powerful machine. Yeah. And you can do everything. I mean, the, you can run it like it's, it's... If you have access to a web browser, you right. have access to unlimited opportunities. Yeah. I think the takeaway of, of me bringing up GACon and Google Sheets is that once the data is in the cloud, meaning mm-hmm. it's in zero, zero can push it places. Yeah. Like, zero is not going to do everything perfectly for every mm-hmm. unique situation of business. But generally, it's going to be able to push it somewhere where you can yeah. manipulate and do things. GACon is a perfect example. It does things that zero doesn't do, and that's fine. Yeah. All right, so a couple more things that are going to be real, real specific. Yep. So um, with zero, and when we when we set up the bill pay through Routable, let's just assume we're going to use Routable. Right. I want to make sure that we're setting up the um, I forget the exact term, the separation of duties, right? right? So like right now, in my mind, I'm thinking that would be how we would do it because theoretically, we could have an admin pay bills. And actually have only permission to pay bills would be one thing. But right. functionally, if that same person also needs to be able to generate in, um, invoices and then pay them, they wouldn't necessarily have access to the bank account. Right. So would that be enough to sort of safeguard those separate, like, yeah. if I'm understanding them right? Yeah, because what you're getting at is a segregation of duties and and keeping people away from being able to initiate payment and account for it. Right. You know, so that's right. That's the whole deal with the whole check stock. We've talked about this mm-hmm. with you don't want to give people the ability to do something and cover their trail. Mm-hmm. So your example would be pretty easy where you would say, okay, the backdrop is Routable is going to connect to zero Again, mm-hmm. two cloud-based applications. They talk through an API integration. Well, mm-hmm. anytime you create a bill in zero, like a bill meaning you owe somebody, the lawn care is a perfect example. They send the bill, they cut the grass, and there's even more ways to be efficient where zero offers you an email address that when somebody emails their PDF, it goes right into the bill section, and then that's one step already taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, um, But if they're connected, Routable is going to have that bill sitting there saying, hey, we connected to zero. We see that the lawn care people sent a bill. Do you want to pay them? Well, the way you would segregate the duties in that example is you don't give the payment authority to the same person that had the ability to put the bill in, code it. Because, I mean, think about it. They could send a bill in from a fictitious company they've created. But you should then set a a precedent that the only money that comes out of this company is through Routable. Well, who holds the keys to Routable? Somebody Mm -hmm. else. Right. And so the way we do it here internally is... And again, small organizations, you know, you can have this level of delegation and a a kind of a custody, you know, different people can do different things. Like in our organization, there are some things that I I do allow to get paid, but we we attach receipts to every transaction. So it somewhat mitigates the small dollars. Yeah. But anything over a certain dollar threshold... It has to be a, it, the the money cannot leave the account unless I'm the one who approves it. Mm-hmm. And we've set those approval levels up in, in Routable, which you can do too. You yeah. could say every transaction has to be approved by so and so. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like Routable and Zero obviously would respect that philosophy right. and have built their software around those. <laughs> right. So um, we're not throwing them any curveballs. No. Um, approval levels are really a, probably kind of a base level thing in a bill payment software that they're always improving. I mean, you've got one now just to give you. Contrasted with CorePay is the one we also use. Mm-hmm. CorePay allows you to do things where 
it'll automatically pay people. So you can say, mm-hmm. we've all agreed that, that this vendor, anytime we get a bill from them, pay it. Like, it'll literally yeah. pay it for you. Yeah. So I know that's kind of maybe pulling back a little bit on the mm-hmm. security, but to the extent you're monitoring that and you're watching that, yeah. that gets even more efficient. You can say any bill that's – and you can set rules, say, like, if the bill's not plus or minus 10% over a certain amount, pay it. Yeah. Like, crazy what you can do, yeah. um, which I know that kind of goes the other direction. But right. it's worth but yeah. mentioning. Yeah, I mean, it's your risk level and yeah, what, you're, what you're willing to do. But think in if you're saying, I bring this up to somebody that's a solo, uh, like a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. How, what, wouldn't it be great if somebody could email you their bill? It gets in the bill payment system, and you've said, listen, if it's not 5% more than the norm, pay it. Yeah. I mean, and then it gets accounted for. Like, right. Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so now total different direction. All right. So, in terms of recording um, the transactions, I have two questions. One, the technical, but then also just your experience on like actually seeing this in the real world, like how how well it actually gets pulled off. So like in terms of receipts, like I know functionally every person could have the zero app and take a picture of the receipt and then code it or just take the picture of the receipt. This is where I get a little confused because, yeah. like, I know, like, when I've done it before, it's both. It's, like, the re- the receipt and then the journal entry. Right. Or the but, accounting. Or the accounting. Yeah. But, like, I don't have the, like, how's that work in the real world where there's, like, multiple people doing it? That's a good question. I I think I'd have to look at the, I'd have to look at the different levels of access but generally speaking, if somebody can enter through the Zero app, like a spend, what's in Zero, what they call it would be a spend money transaction. So a perfect example would be you're out taking somebody to lunch, and it's you know you're spending on the company credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Zero offers the ability, like you're saying, to right then and there say, I went to, you know, name your Bruce Chris, mm-hmm. spent a hundred bucks, it was meals, snap a picture of the receipt, the picture of the receipt gets a tagged. And, and attached to the transaction, and the accounting's done. But your question is, can you then – That's you've always had the, all of that functionality. I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's where I'm wondering because, like, I, the scenario that we're working through is, like, it'd be convenient for them to just be able to keep the receipt, uh, like take a picture of the receipt and get there. But I don't know that they would be able to get 100% there. Well, see, this is what we like, could do. So what we're, we're talking about the zero app, like meaning mm-hmm. – Basically, the zero software in the app, but there's also a zero app called Zero Expenses. So what we could do is, as a workaround, not even thinking through about what approval, what levels of user access you would need to do all those things, you could do, give somebody the Zero Expenses app and just say, hey, when you spend money, whether it's on the company card or a personal expense to be reimbursed, just go through this app. And so it's a separate app. It's a called separate app zero called Zero Expenses, expenses. Okay. and you can give people access to expenses only. So you could you could just then know well they can do they can they can request a reimbursement which the functionality says that when they put the information in which would be the vendor the date the amount a snapshot of the, the picture of the bill mm-hmm. that would then come through as an accounts payable transaction and if we're thinking this example through mm-hmm. that would then connect a routable if you got them as a vendor set up a routable couple clicks they're paid or reimbursed mm-hmm. but if they spend on company money it's just them them telling you hey i went to lunch with so and so this should go to meals here's my receipt i wrote on the receipt i had lunch with tyler warner mm-hmm. we discussed x y and z right. taken care of now so and you so could just bring them into that app 
Gotcha. And so that would be that syncs with obviously syncs with zero. Correct. But like, does it sync with the actual like would those line of expenses you match with a journal entry? Well, they are so from the bank feed or the, they are the account transaction. So the account transaction meaning. This it's that would be an entry in your ledger saying cash goes down. Like let's just say we spent on a debit card. Okay. Cash goes down and meals goes up. That's okay. the that's the behind the scenes, the debits and the credits. Mm-hmm. Debit expense credit cash. Yeah. That's happening when they do that. Oh, and then okay. when the bank transaction comes in, you match the two and say the bank's gonna say, Hey, we say you saw we no, we say we saw you spend a hundred dollars at Roos Chris. Does this agree is this the same transaction as the receipt you've already said? Where you spend $100 gotcha. at Ruth Christie, say yes, and now they're reconciled. Gotcha. So that expense app is actually real-time connected. Absolutely. So if they, if they as they do it, yeah. it's updating your actual cash balance in zero? 100%. Okay. It's updating whatever payment method they used. Okay. So if you gave them a credit card, the credit card balance is going up. Okay. If you if they used a debit card, your bank balance is going down. Gotcha. But whatever when, expense account yeah. they used is going up. Yeah. And, and then when zero pulls the bank feeds or the credit card feeds yep. – then it does like you'd expect, and it says, hey, are these things the same? The big these... green OK button. Yeah, you exactly. click OK, and it's done. It's reconciled. Right. Well, then that's perfect. Then, yeah, know. they don't need the zero. They need the zero expense app. Yeah. That answers that question. Right. Yeah. So you This did... is saving me a lot of time. So you did know. Killing the podcast. <laughs> podcast and consulting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's that's pretty huge. With the um, That was a big question I had. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so much you can do around this. Like, it's kind of like we get, like, almost like, paralysis now because there's so many tools like as you were talking i'm starting to think relay yeah. and giving people the the dedicated bank accounts and right. relay like as a right. security measure where you could say okay like this you're over this program mm-hmm. or we're only going to put in five grand like that's your budget for the year yeah. not only are we going to track your budget we won't even give you more money that you could spend yeah like so that you know just and then you could then use the zero expenses app and it would be tied to your relay account. You just yeah. say, "I spent five hundred bucks at re- you know at Party City, yeah. put on an event, and then." But the the bank account is also a constraint because it only has the money you can spend. Yeah. So there's a million ways we could go with this. Right. I have a question that's while we're on receipts. Okay. What is the uh, what is the law or I get this with, question all the time. Yeah. Tell me what is it with paper receipts? Because like I think it's seven years. You're asking me for document retention. Yeah. I think it's seven. I would say it's at least the it's at least the statute of limitations. If you're talking tax deductibility, it's at least the statute of limitations. That's three years. Now, but I mean, they have to have a physical copy. If you get audited, yeah. I think what I've always understood is that the the receipt is the highest level of documentation, better okay. than the bank or credit card statement. Okay. Because it's and better it, I mean, than a picture of the receipt. Oh no no no! I think a picture and a copy would would be one and the same. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, like, like if we're doing it, this with well, audio. you could always print the copy, right? You could yeah. you could always download the transaction in zero, download the file and print. It. If you, but yes, I I don't think but there's I'm anything. I'm just thinking functionally. If like, what are you telling? That's kind of the real world answer. It's like, what are you telling employees if you say, okay, you went to lunch, you took a picture on the zero expense, throw app, the receipt away, throw the receipt it's away. Done. 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 Okay. If we ever need it, and I will say this one thing that I told Zero, I was in Denver recently meeting with their new CEO, and we kind of, yeah. and we got to talk to some other people, and we we kind of stumbled across Zero, not stumbled, we use Zero files, but one of the things we said, guys, Zero, this doesn't have it, which I wish it did. If you're attaching transactions to all of your, if you're attaching receipts to all your transactions, which is a common practice, we do it. Have the ability to bulk export. They don't right now. 
Mm-hmm. But could you imagine how powerful that would be? Say, okay, I'm getting audited for meals and entertainment. Let me go do a quick search of all my meals and entertainment charges for this time period, and everyone that has a receipt attached, export it into a file, and you just hand that to the auditor. Gotcha. You want to go look through my receipt? That doesn't have it right now. Yeah. But I think that kind of functionality is coming. Think it, so to your point, you've thrown away the receipt, and now you can quickly get all the receipts in an export file? Mm-hmm. How powerful would that be? Yeah. Well, okay. That seems like a little nerve-wracking for like an organization that's been like, yeah, we always keep a, a receipt to throw away. I mean, away. you still can. Yeah. Do both. I mean, it, this isn't – this is still your organization. Mm. So you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying you have the receipt. Yeah. If you ever need to look for it, I mean, the transaction's there. You can search for it. You can say, I know it was – we went – it was this place or this mm. dollar amount or something. Yeah. You can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if it's if that's going to give you, you know, a heart attack or make you lose sleep at night, I would say just keep the receipts. Sure. I don't, you know, I don't like that, but that's, <laughs> I'm not the one who has to keep the receipts. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I just, you know, there's this, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, there's this, it's, you know, like you just think, oh, I guess if I don't have the receipt, well, I mean, what happens? I don't, you know. You can always get it. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean like the, the myth around it is that like, you have to have the physical copy. Oh, gotcha. Not just a picture of it being, being no. enough. Okay, because I think the res- I think the physical copy could easily come from the digital version. Yeah, but I don't think you. I think yeah, if you get audited out, my guess is you would, for the sake of an audit, you would print them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think you need to have them on file to hand to somebody. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, I want to talk about gusto reimbursements. You okay. kind of mentioned that with. Um, with the zero expense yep. and routable, but uh-huh. I was thinking gusto reimbursements because does it tie to payroll? It would be included in payroll. So gusto reimbursements are generally not, and I want to say, I'm, I'm saying this going, I wish Stephanie were right here to, to correct me, but I'm pretty sure there's no way to get those into Gusto other than at the point you're processing payroll to say, hey, give somebody 200 bucks to reimburse them for X, Y, and Z. Okay. So the reason I would say if you're giving people the ability to spend on their own dime and get reimbursed for it, I love to capture it at the time the transaction happens and then pay them in one lump sum. Gotcha. So your recommendation for that workflow would be... Zero expense, yep. then payable and routable. 100%. Yeah, zero expenses. Yep, it would turn it into a bill that you approve. And once it's approved, Routable's got it through the API integrations ready. To, and then if they've been invited as a vendor, mm-hmm. so perfect example, Stephanie all the time goes to Costco on the weekends and she'll pick up stuff for the office. And she'll just, I, you know, she'll send up, she'll put a bill in mm-hmm. and it gets paid through Routable. Yeah. Because she's a vendor. Gotcha. And that, you know, in that sense. Okay. Man, I think I think that's it for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for now. I mean, there's some probably some other details, but it sounds like um, I mean that kind of covers it. And we've spent right. some, we've spent some time, you know. But any hesitations? Any it can't work like this, or why does it do that, or I don't trust it? No, anything? the receipts thing's a big one, and that okay. was just more so. I mean, there's probably um, yeah, just because it's a little like. It's just kind of a different way to, to do it. The account's payable. Man, for receipts, though, think about it this way. So receipts, are you saying you want the paper copy or you don't want to be beholden to one person holding the copy? In that example, the one person being zero. Well, I'm just thinking, like, 
you know, sales guys are like yeah. nestor- notoriously kind of like, yeah. you know, it, a lot of them are not the most organized. I, mean, I don't know if that's a but think about so but like if they if they're just like shoot yeah we went to lunch the other day I mean like you know I don't have the receipt you know I think they I, take a picture of it is well that, so so I'm sorry I'm interrupting you go ahead if you took a picture of what yeah I'm just thinking like there's a different like I know what the technology can do but now when it's time to like say okay no here's company policy yeah you know like where's the give and take between like does the accounting department dictate the the lifestyle now of these sales guys, you know what I mean, who are on the road? And, like, kind of that give and take of, like, okay, it's convenient enough to where, like, I don't think taking a picture of a receipt's a huge ass. Oh, gotcha. I get what you're saying. But, are you- like, them having to keep all the paper receipts in their glove box and then hand those in at the end of the month. Yeah, you know that's I mean? super manual. Yeah, that's that, what a lot of people do. Right, but that seems like if if they take the picture, then then we're good. Yeah, well, I will say you do have a little bit of a behavior shift, right? If, if, if you're, and I see this in a lot of uh, law firms are notorious for this, where like, you know, the partners do whatever they want and everybody else just kind of li- deals in their wake. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that yeah. is, hey, assistant, I'm throwing a, crap on your desk and whatever you do, however you get that to accounting, you do that. If that's your organization, that would take a little bit of behavior shift, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this would really help us if at the point of sale or the time you got in your truck after lunch and you snapped a picture and took the 30 seconds to do it. So there is some of that. I mean, that that will have to happen if that's not your culture. Yeah. And one thing I would say I was, and maybe this isn't even a, you you correct me if I'm wrong, this isn't a concern, but I was thinking like, okay, what happens if somebody says, man, do I really want them all in zero? What happened? You know, like I was even thinking like you could have a workaround where you send, you just quickly email pictures of receipts and then you use an email parsing software that says like with Zapier, Zapier has email parsing Yeah. where it basically says every time I get an email that has this in the subject line, go grab the attachment and put it in Dropbox. Like, this yeah. stuff you can do, like, I mean, Honestly, that's, I was even thinking, and I didn't want to get into, like, yeah. you know, but, like, a text message would be way easier. Like, just set up a phone number, like a mm. Google phone number, or, because um, I think Google Voice mm-hmm. now has text message, but, like, you could route that, or even using Twilio as another text message server. Like, yeah, I hadn't know, even like, thought about that. Because literally, like, just take a picture and text it to receipts, you know, save everybody. Set up receipts that, at yourorganization.com. Yeah, yeah, and save that in your phone, and yeah. that way it's super easy just for texting a, a, a picture of That's it. That's actually and then, a great idea. Yeah, I might have to follow that thread, because it but, seems like that could be easy enough to... Yeah, then if the text comes to email, because you can e- you can text something to an email address, mm-hmm. um, then you can do all sorts of things around email capture. Because email with the Zapier integration, yeah. you could say every time I get an email from so and so, grab the attachment, uh, take the, these data points, make a put it on a Google Sheet, which then triggers something in zero to create a spend money. I mean, there's a million things you could do. Yeah. As I'm, I'm kind of thinking that through. Well, but the point a, is, we might have a demo soon. I might, yeah. we might have a podcast demo where, like, because I, I might chase you, that. Yeah, yeah, I might chase that thread. It seems like in my mind, I know how the pieces would work. Yeah. So I, I think we could probably pull that off. That is a great. No, if you, I would love to uh, for us to kind of pilot that a little bit. Yeah. Because we have enough you know, brain power here that's thought through these things, especially with what kind of your expertise to be like, let's walk through, because at the end of the day, all we're talking about is efficiency and frictionless. Mm -hmm. How frictionless is a text message? Yeah. Snap a picture, a text to a saved contact that's receipts at such and such. I mean, if that would work, and I bet you we could make that work through all the different no-code apps. Yeah. That would be amazing. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know. 
I'm, I'm already thinking like, is this a service line? Like to people, you know, to, to get people to say, hey, your salesman in the field, they don't want to cap the receipts. But even Boom. that is way more frictionless, frictionless than op- opening an app. And is, and I'm not trying to make that sound labor intensive. I, know. I get it. But I, even that is a just, you know, is a different, it. is a, a little bit less of a bar. <laughs> well, it's know? funny because I always make the argument like people would say, is it really a big deal to get the mail, open it, to print a mm-hmm. check, to put it in an envelope, to address the envelope, put a stamp? Yeah. It's, and, you know, people 30 years ago say that's just how it is and we're saying look you may think that's how it was and that doesn't sound like a lot to you but there's better options so it's not mm-hmm. preferred yeah so if we can go less mm-hmm. you know i'm for it yeah yeah all right well this has been cool maybe yeah. we'll do a round two yeah uh, as things progress <laughs> yeah absolutely um, so until next time as always go to mirror.group you can find other podcasts there and uh, reach out to the mirror group team there as well all so, right guys see you next time see ya.